0: adding that he was also embarrassed. You're listening to the news on RTHK. A federal judge in the United...
1: Good morning and welcome to Back Chat with uh, Ada Wong and me, Jim Gould. And on this Back Chat this morning, uh, we'll be talking about changes to the flight suspension mechanism uh, from this Friday... The suspension period will be halved to one week for flights that uh, breach testing rules or carry three or more passengers found to have COVID. But the travel industry says that is still too strict. Uh, We'll have a couple of guests with us in just a moment. But uh, first of all, a couple of emails from listeners on the subject, which I'll read out quickly. Uh, This from uh, Shalini writes, uh, I believe the new rules for airlines... Uh, are perhaps uh, only partially relieving the situation. I understand Cathay may have flights uh, only once a week as they don't want to risk it. What about other airlines? Are they resuming flights? Also, if our CT threshold for PCR tests is above that prescribed by the WHO, is this policy not doomed from the get-go that Hong Kongers are stuck with uh, only Cathay once a week? Uh, Just to explain to to listeners who aren't aware, so... um, After the Cathay is putting on uh, more flights, um, uh, originally it was only flying to uh, destinations every two weeks uh, to those destinations which were uh, outright banned but are now no longer going to be banned for those nine destinations for fear that uh, the flights may be suspended and uh, there would be a lot of disruption to passengers and to the airline operations themselves. Uh, another one from uh Peter says uh Uh, Last week, you kindly read out my letter about the single flight ban mechanism and the chaos this random measure brings to the Hong Kong people, together with the travel and hotel industries. I was pleased that just a few hours later, the CE announced that she recognised the issue and was trying to do something, while the new measures announced uh, yesterday morning are a step in the right direction and do reduce uh, slightly the probability of random bans. They simply don't go far enough. What travellers, airlines and hotels need is predictability and the mild relaxation announced on monday simply doesn't deliver uh, that from peter um, we're joined now on the line uh by uh, Shukor youssef who's the uh, founder of the aviation and economic uh, research consultancy endow analytics and also by uh, uh sorry okay no Another guest is joining us a little bit later, uh, but right now, as I say, we've got uh, uh, Shuko Yusuf. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Jim. So um, you, you operate mainly in uh, Malaysia and Singapore. Um, um, w- what is the Hong Kong situation looking like uh, from where you are and, and the, the situation with, uh, with Cathay Pacific, which is now trying to add more flights since, since the uh, restriction mechanism was eased somewhat?
2: Well, from our perspective here, and we're just three hours plus away from Hong Kong, it looks as if you know the imposition of these measures in the territory looks very, very severe and very strict and is very uh, harmful to the aviation industry for Hong Kong. Uh, but we understand, of course, the um, reason behind that, although uh, I think in the long run it would have to have a serious impact on the industry, the airlines, and uh, all the other supply chain players in Hong Kong as well. So, uh, we do hope that there will be uh, some changes to that, and I think the uh, officials understand the importance of the industry to Hong Kong and to its people. And so, we've seen some changes over the past few days, changes to the route specific to, to Canada, for example. And so, I think that there will uh, be more changes. I I suspect there will be because you can't go on like that as uh, it damages the infrastructure. It damages the the, the morale of the people working in the industry as well. So hopefully there will be more changes for the better.
1: Uh, our, our chief executive has said that you know, we're in the middle of a, a public health crisis and uh, every industry, every sector uh, has to help out and, and uh, take responsibility. And that um, something like this is still needed, even though it's reduced to seven days. Something is like this in order to encourage uh, proper compliance uh, from the airlines with testing procedures and so on. I mean, is that, is that a fair argument?
2: I think so. I think you know, every country is unique. Especially in the way it must handle its own um, standard operating procedure, the health protocols, and all that. Uh, But at the same time, I think you have to uh, understand that the aviation industry is very much an international industry and requires a lot of support, a lot of uh, um, immediate understanding from the countries that, say, an airline is flying to. And so Hong Kong has always been one of the great. Aviation hubs, a financial center. And so, when something is imposed that restricts movement, air movement, and the movement of people into the territory, then clearly that would have an adverse impact on the society there. But again, this needs to be balanced very carefully. I think uh, they clearly want to eradicate COVID. Right. Uh, we don't know, uh, you know, if, if that's going to happen anytime soon.
3: Yeah, pro- uh, from, from where you are in, um, uh, in Malaysia and Singapore, um, they don't really have a flight suspension mechanism. Uh, is that correct? And how do they um, deal with um, having more COVID cases in their respective countries? Do you know?
2: Well, uh, I think here in Malaysia and Singapore as well, I think they take uh, the view that these has been two years already in the making, and there are uh, the scientific data points to the easing of the uh, receding of cases in in Malaysia and and in, in Singapore as well. And so the time is uh, April first. I think they've both announced that there, the international borders will be reopened. Flights have been going on for even before that. Uh, the understanding being that. Aviation is key to uh, Singapore especially in terms of uh, opening up the country to the international market. And so uh, Singapore Airlines and Changi and the Civil Aviation Authority of Singapore uh, have all done, in my view, the right thing in being very carefully calibrating the situation and allowing flights to operate uh, as far normal as can be.
3: Right. Uh, and, and, and for us in Hong Kong, starting this Friday, April 1st, the suspension period will be halved to seven days. And you think this is... Um, uh, is this far enough for the aviation industry, going far enough?
2: I think from 14 days to seven days is a, is a good start. It's halving uh, the original um, you know, the measure that, they, that was in now. but seven days is still a long time. Uh, and it it causes a lot of damage to the bottom line of an airline. Uh, Every day that it goes by, especially we're now in a climate where oil prices are very high and then you have instability in Europe and so there's a lot of unknowns there that needs to be uh, approached very carefully in terms of the uh, finances, in terms of the economic. So it, it, it makes the... Uh, the job of any man- airline manager very very difficult
1: so here in hong kong uh, the the local government and indeed the central government they're committed to the development of uh, the territory as an uh, aviation hub. Uh, we have a, a third runway at the airport, which is uh, due to come into operation in the not too distant future. Um, how would you see uh, Hong Kong's uh, prospects uh, in the region, uh, in the in globally in the world, as an aviation hub?
2: Very good. I think I'm, you know, I'm one of the few who've taken a contrarian view uh, about Hong Kong and it, uh and its future in, in, in innovation especially. Yeah, Hong Kong will, uh, will always be important to China and the rest of the world by virtue of it being a financial center and by virtue of some of the uh, major operations being located in the territory. And so it's only a matter of time before I think start. Uh,
3: yeah, so it's a good transition that that we are looking at. Uh, so now, um, the fourteen-day suspension mechanism has been half to seven days. What else would you like to see? Uh, perhaps, as other people say, um, uh, only when there are more passengers who tested positive for COVID by arrival tests could that um, uh, you know suspension mechanism be triggered. Uh, what, what what do you think? Well-
2: ideally i think i and many other people in the industry would like to see this uh, mechanism dispensed away entirely but i realize that may not be immediately uh, possible uh, because it may compromise the health uh, protocols that uh, hong kong has uh, introduced so if you could uh, relook it again uh, from from a greater or a higher perspective then and I, I suspect that, you know, Hong Kong will have uh, been able to, in the next week or two, to overcome this difficulty, the complexity of, of managing both opening up the aviation sector as well as balancing the need to have a very strict uh, health regimen in the territory.
1: Now, our carrier, Cathay Pacific, Uh, It has announced that it's resuming its cadet pilot training program, uh, which has been suspended for the past two years, and it's uh, aiming to recruit more than 800 local cockpit crew by 2025. Um, What's your reaction to that news?
2: I think that's a great move. I think it's uh, about time that Cathay rebuilt its pool of cockpit crew um, from what it was before. I think what we're seeing from Cathay is uh, gradual move to reinvent or reshape the infrastructure within uh, the airline itself, especially when it comes to its human resources. As you know, uh, in the past, Cafe has some of the most expensive um, pilots, cockpit crew, and, and also cabin crew in the world. And I think circumstances have changed over the last few years in Hong Kong, brought about by. Politics and brought about by uh, changes within the global economy, and so Cathay will need to redefine itself. And having your own pool of pilots in the future will help ease the dependence on a very costly foreign pilots that you know may not necessarily help to rebuild the uh, the the finances of the company and to ensure that the bottom line Cathay Pacific remains very robust.
1: Uh, Yeah, a a lot of pilots have relocated uh, to other parts of the world, uh, joined uh, other airlines. Uh, Do do you think there might be a problem with uh, a a labour shortage when things start opening up properly again? I mean, because it it takes several years to to train new pilots as well, doesn't it?
2: That's right, Jim. I think in fact there is a glut of pilots right now because a lot of pilots over the past few years have not had work uh, because of the pandemic. Um, so there's no uh, danger of not being able to find pilots. I think what KETE's SA, management has done is to prepare it for the future. If you look five, 10 to 15 years down the line, I think you will have a good pool of local pilots and cabin crew as well um, that will be able to steer uh, the company uh, you know, at a cost base that is perhaps more um, acceptable uh, because the dynamics of these would have changed a lot by then.
1: Okay, uh, great. So we're also joined uh, on the line by Freddie Yip, uh, the president of the Hong Kong Travel Agent Owners Association. Uh, good morning to you.
4: Good morning. Good morning.
1: So um, t- tell me from your point of view, uh, from this Uh, Friday, um, Hong Kong is going to uh, resume uh, accepting flights from those nine different destinations and the the mechanism to suspend flights is going to be, uh, uh, means that if it happens, if COVID cases do come in, they'll be suspended for seven days instead of 14 days. What's your reaction to these developments?
4: Well, these uh, changes is uh, really good for the travel industry and also good for the Hong Kong economy and uh, after the announcement of this uh, new uh, suspension mechanism and uh, suddenly uh, quite a big numbers of inquiry and uh, people from the overseas or the local uh, hong kong residents checking with the travel agency how to book the flight coming back to hong Hong kong and uh, i think the hong kong government is now doing the right thing. Uh, after suffering so long and we can see the changes of the other countries like Singapore, they are already, uh, Thailand, all the countries, Australia, they already start opening uh, the way uh, let the people going back with our quarantine. So I think this is good for the travel industry and the community.
3: Yes, uh, Mr. Yip, uh, the relaxations that uh, have been recently announced, uh, they only apply to Hong Kong residents. So, for example, if somebody has been living in the UK, uh, they can now come back, uh, provided that they can uh, find a flight, and also they can find a quarantine hotel. And that, is, uh, that continues to be a little bit difficult because there are not enough flights and there are not enough hotels. Do you see that from your point of view?
4: Uh, we are all knowing that the uh, situation is uh, so worse. I mean, the uh, the, the pandemic uh, affects uh, Hong Kong, and uh, so there's uh, no other choice. They have to tighten up uh, this control, to uh, not allow the ai coming in. But, but right now, there's a, a, a huge demand of the Hong Kong residents, especially the uh, the students uh, who uh, have been in the overseas they would like to come back so and with the uh, uh, with, with the present situation so uh, I think it's the right time uh, to allow more and I coming in and um, they release from 14 days uh, up to um, one week uh, to ban the airline the AI, uh, with the confirmed cases with three person, still I, I I think it's not uh, good enough. So I hope they will release more, mm-hmm. allow more airline coming in.
3: Did you see further relaxations uh, towards the summer? Because um, we are still not allowing tourists. So um, you uh, you, you are president of the Hong Kong Travel Agent Owners Association, <clears throat> and uh, I guess you get a lot of business from tourists as well.
4: Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, not only our travel industry looking forward to have more tourists coming to Hong Kong, I think other sectors, uh, uh, the retail sector, uh, restaurants, so we need more tourists. And uh, in the past one or two days, the Tourist Board has made um, the this, uh, this survey with the uh, Chinese residents that uh, they are also eager to come to Hong Kong, to visit Hong Kong, so... At this moment, and we allow uh, the Hong Kong resident coming back to Hong Kong from the overseas first. I hope very soon the second step will uh, relax the uh, visitors uh, from the overseas or from mainland China can come come to Hong Kong. So this will be a great help. Uh, actually, I am representing one of a uh, African airline in Hong Kong and uh, our flight uh, service uh, suspended since march in uh, 2019 till now and, and and in the past one or two weeks i keep on receiving the message from the head office asking me when hong kong and the quarantine policy can be uh, changed like uh, what the singapore thailand did i said i told them just wait be patient for a while, and we are all looking forward on it. And this will be good for our Hong Kong economy. If more AI coming to Hong Kong, back to Hong Kong. As we know, the Catholic Pacific has more than 150 destinations all over the world. If they resume a part of the services back to Hong Kong, and our economy will rebound immediately. I think this is important.
1: Because the quarantine policy has changed uh, quite a lot in the past few months, hasn't it? I mean, in in early January, it was still three weeks on arrival, including the first four days in Penny's Bay, and then it was... Reduced to two weeks now, it's one week, but um, but you still have to, if you're, if you're arriving back from overseas now, you still have to um, uh, find a, a quarantine hotel to yes. book uh, for a week. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, are there enough spaces at the moment? I know 13 hotels, which had been used as isolation centres, are being converted back into quarantine hotels. But what's the situation yes. now? Yes, uh,
4: the situation is... Uh The situation is uh, becoming better than before, and uh, it's uh, more and more hotels uh, owners. They are they're willing to participate in this scheme. But I hope that with the uh, situation under control, the Hong Kong government can allow the Hong Kong residents when they come back to Hong Kong, they check uh, tests negative, and after vaccinated, uh, fully vaccinated, allow them to go home to stay at home instead of staying in the hotel. Then there, there will be more rooms uh, coming out to be uh, for the, available for some people who needed to stay in the hotel. I think this can be done.
1: Okay, uh, we've got a caller, Anil. Good morning.
0: Yes, good morning. Please go ahead. Yeah, Anil here. I just want to comment on, you know, what is being discussed right now. I can fully understand the C's concerns that we need to punish the airlines if they bring in infected patients or COVID infected persons to Hong Kong, which does affect the public health in Hong Kong. But my question is, is this the only way to punish airlines? This is something which is disrupting the airlines, disrupting the people who book booked the flights. And it doesn't only disrupt for one week. If flights are cancelled for one week, everything is pushed back to many, many weeks and many months, maybe.
1: You think something else like a fine? So, so
0: yeah. why not something financial punishment?
1: Like a fine or something would be more appropriate. Oh, why not? You think? There are
0: so many, you know, smart people in Hong Kong to give alternatives to this. Mm.
1: Okay. Well, let's ask uh, uh, Shoko uh, Yusuf. Uh, how about that idea? Um, a fine or some financial penalty instead of a flight suspension?
0: Financial. Maybe give them some keys or something. Whatever. But don't do something which disrupts the whole system.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Shoko Yusuf.
0: Yes, I
2: I, I hear that um, concerns from uh, many people in Hong Kong. I think uh, punishment may not be the the right word to describe uh, having penalties on airlines. Airlines are already suffering very, very badly over the last two years because of COVID. And they do not need any more difficulties in operating their business. I mean, we have to understand the aviation industry is critical, is crucial in having globalization in, in making Hong Kong what it is today. And so uh, whatever penalties that are going to be imposed on the airline industry will have uh, detrimental effects on Hong Kong as well. Uh, so that's not a very good idea in my view. Right. I think but, what mm. and, and should happen is that you know you, you need to support the airline, which Hong Kong's uh, government has already done, uh, but more needs to be done.
3: Right. And could I ask uh, whether, you, you know, from, from your view, any other governments uh, are doing that, i.e. sort of uh, suspending flights when there are three or more uh, passengers who caught COVID? Because normally this is not the fault of airlines. They must have uh, screened passengers uh, before they board and uh, they must have been tested negative, uh, That's right? That's a very
2: good point, Ed. Yeah, I, I think it's almost impossible to blame... In fact, it's impossible if you want to blame airlines for uh, a passenger that arrived in Hong Kong today and, and it's bound to be positive because when they departed from uh, the destination heading to Hong Kong, they were negative. So, I mean, it, it's very um, it, it's tough to uh, ensure that uh, and, you know, nobody arrives at the destination in perfect health. Um, And so in in Singapore and Malaysia, I mean, we don't have that sort of very harsh um, penalties or measures where, you know, you suspect otherwise, you know.
3: And I guess I have not heard of similar uh, penalties uh, in uh, other parts of Asia. For example, Thailand has already been open. And we read the news here that Japan might open to tourists quite soon. So so all countries are now uh, trying to welcome uh, tourists while at the same time balancing public health. Is that right?
2: Yes, Indeed. Yes, indeed. I think all sensible countries have come to the conclusion that it's not good for their economy if they were to continue to deter uh, tourists and other passenger business uh, corporate uh, travelers into the country if they were to- to, to uh, go ahead and, and have a, a prolonged extension of these uh, measures that prevent people from traveling.
1: Uh, and Freddie Yip, what's your view yep. about uh, what's your view about uh, penalties I, I, on the airlines?
2: I think I the uh, biggest uh,
4: simple maybe Hong Kong government are uh, very very rich. They got a lot of money yeah? that is the other countries uh, that they don't have so much such a big money to, to, to spend. I just like what they are doing, they are making all the policy very, very carefully. And they, 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 I just tell them sometimes, I say, why don't you try to follow what Singapore or the other country if they are doing well, just follow them. For example, our travel industry, we need very much to get more tourists come to Hong Kong, whether from overseas or from mainland China. So one of the crews is a very important uh, issue for, for for us and uh, they stopped the cruise company have you heard about that uh, one of the suspected confirmed the case they stopped the cruise for 21 day 1300 crew members stay in the, the ship for 21 day were doing things this is the policy of the Hong Kong government that they did since January they stopped the restaurant, or the uh, business, including the cruise. So one of the cruise companies, they are now under liquidation, so one is uh, finished. Another cruise company, they, 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 they went to Singapore, they are now serving Singapore people. Every day is, is, is sailing and make the uh, trip very really happy. So this is uh, the, the Hong Kong government sometimes, they, I don't know what, what they are thinking about. If they care about the, 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 the economy in Hong Kong, I I do believe some of the sectors like the banking or finance sector or medical supplies, they are okay. But most of the other business sectors are suffering a lot, for more than we expected for more than two years. So I think, uh, I hope the government start to do it as fast.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank you very much uh, for speaking to us uh, on the programme this morning. Thanks to you both. That was uh, Freddie Yip, president of the Hong Kong Travel Agent Owners Association. And thanks very much to Shukor Youssef, founder of the Aviation and Economics Research Consultancy, Endow Analytics. Um, uh, Apologies to uh, listeners who wrote in. I've got quite a few emails uh, left over, but uh, I'll have to leave them till tomorrow. Um, Some interesting comments... um, They'll still be valid uh, tomorrow. Um, also, uh, listeners from time to time, they, they write in with uh, specific questions about what to do. For instance, if the helper tests uh, positive for COVID-19 um, and the questions are directed to expert guests. Um, it's just a question of whether or not we have the right expert guest on a particular day uh, when uh, people write in so um, I'm not always uh, putting those questions to our guests on the day that they arrive I have to sort of like try and juggle it over the space of a few days over over a week but we'll we'll try to read out as many as we can Um, we'll be back uh, of course tomorrow Uh, thanks to all of our listeners Uh, uh, thanks very much to you Ada
3: thank you Jim
1: and a quick look at the weather before we go to the new summary and morning brew. Uh, Mainly cloudy with a few showers, isolated thunderstorms later. Top temperature around 21 degrees, uh, moderate to fresh easterly winds. The outlook, a few thunderstorms at first tomorrow, sunny periods on Thursday. uh, Becoming cool again with a few showers in the latter part of the week. It's currently 19 degrees, humidity 78%.
5: Given the volatility of the pandemic, please get the third COVID-19 vaccination dose soon. The antibody level will drop over time after receiving a vaccine. Getting the third jab gives extra protection to guard against the virus. Most importantly, it reduces the risks of severe disease and death. The mutant strains are highly contagious. Get the first and second doses soon if you haven't done so. And receive the third one on time to protect yourself and those around you. Enhance protection. Get all three doses.
1: The new summary with Andrew Shurovsky.
0: Thank you, Jim. The, a lawmaker has urged the government to issue guidelines to ensure children infected with COVID won't be separated from their parents or caregivers. A logistics expert says COVID rules on cross border truck drivers could lead to in- increased costs and delays in deliveries. And actor Will Smith has apologized to Chris Rock for hitting the com- comedian during the live broadcast of the Oscar ceremony in Hollywood. I'll have more on these and other stories at ten o'clock.
4: Stand by for the brew. Uh,
0: sociology
5: prof from the university of Set of and costume design. Great interpreter of Beethoven and also oh, oh, so shy, quiet, and retiring doggy council co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for adults, this is not really for cats.
4: Yeah, well it's fun, you know. Hello.
5: Decipher what's happening behind the myth.
2: Good morning. in interviews and also observations.
5: Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is the Morning Brew. Good morning. It's Tuesday and it's the Morning Brew with me, Phil Wheelan. Well, what do we do on Tuesday? We go all Aussie. Jared Watt's going to be with me after ten thirty. He's got some more great music, including more brand new oils, mate on to again and a really timely one from easy browns that and of course all the news from down under that's fit to broadcast oh do feel free to uh, ask jared some questions if you want get him going down on aussie avenue morning brew at rthk.hk or find us on facebook Eleven forty today dr Merrin pierce joins us live from wellington in new zealand To talk about how Kiwi Conservation is supporting native plant recovery, he's going to be joined by Wayne O'Keefe, who's the co-chair and acting operations manager of the Hokutani Kiwi Trust. Catch him on Facebook Live. There was always some good pictures and stuff there. Bizzo Futurist Maurice Misalowski is on the road this week, and he will be back with you next Tuesday. It's the wombats to get us going this morning. This is called Turn... I on Radio 3. I jump from thoughts of thought Like a flea jumps to a lie You could give an aspirin The headache if it's life Maybe it's the cra-